you've gotten your driver's license and it's now like what one two even three years after you've gotten it what are the things that you learned there that you're still doing to this day <laughs> chances are it's not a lot <laughs> and just like me because i got my license like i think three years back and now that i look back there's a lot of stuff that i'm now doing that i wasn't supposed to do when i was still getting my license like i was told not to do it right there in the highway code it says that my instructor used to say that a lot and it is what it is we're human beings are bound to you know bend the rule here and there so i thought in this episode let me just run down a few of those driving habits that you learned and completely ditched <laughs> and some of the stuff we've actually kept so i hope you join me on this journey I hope you join me on this interesting, interesting podcast because that's all I do. I always, always bring out the best for you guys to enjoy. My name is Stuart Tender, by the way, and welcome to the Zika Culture Podcast, episode 15. Let's get it. So I'm going to start off with a simple one, one that I think we were told as soon as we got behind the wheel and that is where to position your hands on the steering wheel now obviously they use uh, like the clock system so they always say even in the highway code that you're supposed to have your hands at 10 and 2 uh, that's the position of the of where your hands supposed to be but are we still doing that ladies and gentlemen hmm? are we <laughs> i doubt because i think in everyday driving People mostly have their hands at 8 and 3, I think you can relate. People have their hands at maybe 9 and 3, I think you can also relate. Or you can go with the baller position. What do I mean by the baller position? You know the one where it's straight midnight and there's only one hand. <laughs> the other one, nobody knows where it is there. You've got one hand right there on top at 12 position. <laughs> and the reason why people do this is obviously to look cool that's why i say baller you know we all do it i i would i do that sometimes you got your hand at 12 they trying to look all cool but the funny thing is it looks cool and funny at the same time because whenever somebody's driving like that and they're doing like a maneuver where they're supposed to like turn the wheel and stuff it sort of reminds me of that silento song the watch the watch me whip and nene song you know now watch me whip now watch me nene <laughs> that's the song because if, if you look at the dance and look at some somebody driving like that it's the same thing because when you're whipping it's like at 12 and you're doing the nene it's, it, like, like look at it I, i'm sure i'm not the only one who sees this just look at it and just see so i think people have their hands at 12 obviously it's not the safest but you kind of look cool and kind of look baller and then when you when you're doing the 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 maneuvers with your hand and you're turning the steering wheel and you're actually turning with your palm and not your, your actual hands turning it with your palm it, <laughs> it looks cool but funny at the same time because all i see now is just the that 2015 song by salento where are you salento by the way <laughs> that 2015 watch me whip and nene song that's all i see so that's one of the first ones now the next one on the list is less of a driving habit and more of uh trends happening within the car scene as a whole whether it's uh, in the buyer and seller market or just the car enthusiast uh, scene as a whole and that is driving a manual i think that's one of the things that actually that's actually dying the actual skill of driving a manual is actually dying because whether you're in a more economically developed country like the states where you've got a lot of EVs coming up that is electric vehicles and you also have 
the rise in automatics because automatics have become more efficient in every single way than the manual and obviously because of demand as well more people prefer to buy an automatic than a manual and you look back here as well in our less economically developed countries like Zimbabwe you also got a rise in ex-Japanese cars coming over here but with the rise of those cars as well they're coming with automatic transmissions if you, and even though they're the dated ones it's still an automatic either way and so unfortunately that is what's going on and that's the trend now so you do have manuals actually dying out and so you've got a lot of people especially car enthusiasts if you check out their youtube channels or, or anything like that they actually, they actually have merchandise of, of t-shirts that actually say save the manual <laughs> you've got guys from car throttle everyone is doing it because i think you, you, you just gotta have a manual you gotta have a manual and once you master the art of shifting gears and just living with a manual, I think it's just the sweetest thing ever. I'm glad that uh, driving schools actually have manual cars, like you actually get your license here in Zimbabwe with a manual. I'm sure the others with automatics, but for the most part, you do learn how to drive with a manual transmission, which is good because at least people have that skill. Unfortunately, it's now a habit that dies over time because I'll take my example for, for, for instance personal experience of mine i learned to drive in a manual car as in that was my driving instructor's car and whatever but now at home the cars that are here are all automatics so you can imagine how i feel right now <laughs> because in as much as yes they, they they get the job done it's not the same as shifting gears you know balancing the clutch probably being able to shift so smoothly and efficiently it's so nice but fortunately that's the habit that's dying now so it is a kind of it's kind of a habit yes and so unfortunately it's dying down and i get to why it's dying because obviously the economics is at all people prefer to drive automatics than manuals people who are actually can't use this are actually fewer than the majority of the people are just ordinary people they're, they're just people who just see cars as appliances like stoves and kettles Whereas we see them as like works of art and symbols of freedom and symbols of joy and excitement and things that will make your hair stand on end, you get goosebumps, it makes you feel some type of way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So unfortunately, like I said, it is a dying breed, it is a dying habit, but all I can hope for that is if I have kids on my, of my own. I would love to let them learn how to drive a manual and I hope that when I get money <laughs> thanks to Zika Couch and you guys following us and all that nice stuff I can afford to buy a manual because I believe that's where the joy is in driving to be honest and unfortunately it is a dying habit and a lot of people have lost it myself included but I hope that it's not the end or be all of the manual save the manual people hashtag save the manual Yes, yes, I am serious about saving the manual. <laughs> on to the next one. The next one on the list is uh, reverse parallel parking. Now, this is one of the things that you get tested on when you're trying to get your license. I remember I was so nervous trying to get my license. Uh, it took me two tries to get mine, FYI. And uh, it wasn't my fault, by the way. I could have gotten it at once, but then uh, there were issues. I won't, I won't dive into it. But anyways, with parallel parking, it's one of the things that, you, that you're supposed to master when you're trying to get your license. Uh, it's pretty simple. 
when you're learning how to do it because you've been in a controlled environment but in the real world in the real world it's it's different and let me explain why the one thing i noticed is that with uh parallel parking <laughs> people usually just jump in with the front now what i mean is they don't actually do it in reverse like what you're taught to do in school people just do it with uh just coming straight ne? just coming straight yeah i hope you understand what i'm trying just coming straight <laughs> And yeah, that, that's one of the habits that I think people have lost. I thought it was just my family because my family, we just we just go in straight. But I've noticed with other people from, from um, being in town and things like that, I've seen a lot of people just uh, jumping in by the front. I know some people do it the proper way, like in reverse, but most people do it just straight. Ne? And I think it's simpler to do it, you know, coming in from the front than doing the reverse thing. And especially if you're in a highly populated area like maybe Harare, or somewhere else out there in the world doing a reverse one could mean that you lose your spot you know when you're trying to go in front then trying to back out by the time you're doing that someone is already parking in your spot you know too late you snooze you lose so people just prefer to just uh just do it just do like a no more just coming in from the front so yeah that is a habit that a lot of people are losing but it's more to do with our environment we have to do it otherwise we we, we lose you know and now you also got the thing of modern cars which come with cameras so it's not even easier to do it with the front so all you just do is just jump in then you use your cameras to actually position your car perfectly and you also got some incredible tech especially with new cars these days where you've got like a 360 camera view so you can actually see exactly where your car is positioned within the parking space so you can actually maneuver it perfectly with inches and centimeters to spare and you know for sure that you're not going to permit to the next person so that just makes it easier and obviously with that tech means that even if you suck at driving even if you suck at those low speed maneuvers you're always going to get your car in right and you won't damage it so it is a dying habit but i think it's for <laughs> it makes sense given the circumstances eh now the next one is uh, regarding which side of the road we're supposed to drive on now obviously in other places like um eastern europe and the Americas and I don't know other places Asia I don't know somewhere there some parts of Asia some parts of Africa I remember I think uh, North Africa somewhere there anyways what I'm trying to say is we drive on different sides of the road like those guys will drive on the right and we drive on the left right yes so uh, with regards to which we were driving <laughs> it's supposed to be simple you know Zimbabweans we drive on the left right it's supposed to be simple as that but it's not the case do you know why because of portals <laughs> and with this thing called portals you can't necessarily drive left on the all the time what i mean is there's sometimes there's some scenarios where you actually have to drive on the right because your left lane is obviously too damaged to actually drive on and the funny thing is the funny thing that always made me laugh and still makes me laugh to this day is that even when you're learning to drive or even acquiring your license <laughs> you still find yourself having to move to the right side of the road because the, the, the your your lane is completely ish it's, it's it's not a road anymore it's something else i don't know what that is but you cannot drive the other ways it's like you're driving through ditches it's, it's a no-go area and so i don't know how it is in other countries but in zimbabwe when you get your license you learn the art it is not by the way you learn the art of dodging potholes <laughs> and i think it's it's a habit that i think we keep because even when you're learning to drive 
and even in driver's aid. Sometimes, I don't know, maybe it depends on the other schools, but sometimes for the most part, you find yourself actually having to dodge those bottles and your instructor actually encourages you to try and avoid them, you know, in a safe manner. But you know what they're trying to say when they say in a safe manner. Just saying that if there's no oncoming traffic, just drive <laughs> on the side doechi where the road is smooth. You know, where the road is at least better. Not smooth, but better, quote-unquote. And so that's the art that we learn when, you, when you're driving. So is that a habit that you keep? Yes, I think it is. Because even when you're learning how to drive, you got to learn how to dodge the puddles. you got to learn, okay, am I going to make it through here without uh, jumping into a puddle? Is the left is the left tire going to hit it? Or maybe the right tire? Maybe if, if I turn it the right way, I'll just go through without actually hitting the puddles. It's <laughs> it's a whole art form. And I think it's, it's quite funny for me because obviously it's an art form that we have to keep because our roads are not going to get better anytime soon <laughs> i laugh at the guys in the states who have like just a mild road like a road that has a few bumps in there they're like oh this road is so terrible this road is so terrible come to africa <laughs> especially zimbabwe come to zimbabwe we'll show you what a terrible road looks like because chances are you won't be able to see it because it's pretty much inexistent it's just patches of tar but for the most part it's just ditches after ditches after holes and holes so you know what, you guys got it good, so count yourself like you count your blessings. For us, we've got to learn the art. Yes, it is an art form. In fact, we need to make it into a motorsport. Hashtag made puddle evading in motorsport. And I think it would be nice to watch. I think it would be hella entertaining, you know. <laughs> so that is the art of dodging puddles. Is it a habit that you keep? Yes, it is. So I thought I would bring in my rant at this po at this point, at this moment. Because uh, since I'm going on with this theme of driving schools, I need to address this issue. And I think you can all relate. And by all, I mean those who are extremely tall with their extremely long legs like me. <laughs> and that is, please, guys, make those driving school cars bigger. But I, I know why they're smaller so that you can at least maneuver better and chances are won't hit things as we're trying to learn how to drive but still please at least give us some bigger cars for us tall people to use because hey guys <laughs> let, let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you the miracle that happened i got my license driving uh toyota vids first generation which i think is like the smallest 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 it's almost as big as it's slightly bigger than a first generation mini golf you know the not mini golf first generation uh, mini cooper yes the one that mr bean had that's the one i'm talking about the vitz is slightly bigger than that and so i got my license in, in that car which is like the vitz is like what the yaris first generation yaris i think yes that's the car and <laughs> by the way for context i'm almost two meters tall i'm like 1.98 meters which is like six foot six i think in the if you're using the imperial system so imagine as tall as I am, trying to cram myself into that tiny car every day, trying to practice and get my license. It was a nightmare. Imagine trying to balance the clutch and like your knees like almost hitting the gear lever. And you're trying to like squeeze in your leg and bend your legs in, in ways that it's not supposed to bend. <laughs> Just trying to get the clutch right and trying to like balance everything. It was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. I think I would be better off if they just took out the front seat and I just sit in the back seat and just operate the car from the back seat. That would make more sense. 
so guys i'm just advocating i don't know who's listening i don't know who who might have a voice or might have power but please do something for two people guys because are you killing us <laughs> yes that was that was a that was a good rant yes good 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 rant <laughs> on to the next one uh the next one i think it's uh it's more of a safety issue and uh it's it's about distractions so whether you're driving and you're actually having a conversation with your passengers or you're on the phone or listening to music or changing gears or doing all of that at the same time distractions is something that we're we're taught not to have too many of and actually try to avoid them for safety reasons obviously because when you're distracted it's in the name you're distracted and so your focus and your attention on the road is now depleted you don't have the same amount of attention that you should have on the road and so that obviously leads to accidents and other terrible terrible things like that and so when i was getting my lessons guys when i got my lessons things were fine i don't want to lie because my instructor was very talkative right so even from the get-go when i first started driving in the city he would always want to engage in conversation and here i am i'm a newbie trying to understand where to shift my gears am i shifting into the right gear am i doing my clutch work really well is, is everything okay my mirrors okay what, what what what's everyone else around me doing at the same time this guy is trying to ask me what my plans are for my future and other things like that and i'm like dude just give me my space let me concentrate <laughs> but fast forward to now and you learn the skill as you get your license and time moves on you learn the skill of of balancing distractions like music and and conversations with your passengers and all that and so is it a habit that we have ditched in terms of trying to avoid distractions no i believe that's a big no we have it's, it's something that we've completely ditched i think from the moment we got our license we it's we we get used to the distractions but they're distractions nonetheless because simply having your music on especially when you have your favorite song on yay you know how it's like you know how it's like when, when that beat drops so you're waiting for that classic hook to kick in ah you forget everything else and you forget your driving and that's how you get distracted and if you've got your favorite friends in the car ah finished and the conversation is getting juicy yay <laughs> forget your concentration is completely gone you know Oh, worse off you have a manual transmission and you're trying to do all of this at the same time. I've, I know friends who do this. Friends who are changing, changing gears manually, they're conversing with their friends. Music is loud and it's their favorite song coming on, and they're doing all this at the same time. And some people, yes, can do it very well, but some people can't, and obviously that leads to things that are not supposed to happen, which are unfortunate. But yeah, it is a habit that. We need to control. Obviously, uh, it's a skill that obviously need to you need to hone it well. But just to be safe, you obviously need to try and limit your your number of distractions. So this is sort of like a PSA for for everyone who's listening out there that distractions limit your distractions. When I'm driving, I prefer to just have my music set just right and. If I'm conversing, it's just a little small talk, but you try to limit it as well so that you concentrate on everything everything else that's happening around you. Because in Zimbabwe, driving can be crazy because you've got combi drivers, mshikashika drivers, you've got other people who don't know what they're doing. It's a nightmare, so you always have to have your eyes and ears peeled. Driving the speed limit is the next one on the list. 
and it's a bit of a weird one here in Zimbabwe. You guys should come to, if you don't live in Zimbabwe, come to Zimbabwe, show you how we live. <laughs> it's crazy. And the one thing that adds to the craziness is that of speed limits. We do have them, yes, we don't have autobahns like Germany. We do have speed limits, but they're kind of there and kind of not there. What do I mean by that? Well, in terms of our infrastructure, it's not the best. And so the roads are terrible, but in addition to the terribleness of the roads, signs as well are terrible. Either they're rusted out and they're not visible anymore, or some of them have completely collapsed and they're not even there anymore. So the speed limit is kind of there, but not there, if you forget what I mean. And I've always wondered, like for these modern cars that have like radar cameras that can read road signs and see what the speed limit of that road is. Can they ever pick up ours if they're all rusted out and stuff? <laughs> I do wonder, like, I am very curious how they would handle that. I think a modern car in Zimbabwe would be very confused because of the features it has and <laughs> the things it has to deal with. Ah, to be stressed. If it, if it was a human being, it, it, would be a, it would have high blood pressure like pretty much all day, every day. <laughs> So the thing with speed limits is that, yeah, like what I've mentioned, the signs are kind of not there for the most part, so people don't really abide by them, people just speed wherever they are. In my street alone, I don't know if there's like a crew of fast and furious fanatics living down the road, but eish, these guys, nah, they just be blasting up and down like maybe it's 100 plus k's an hour, and that, that's like a neighborhood street, you know, it's scary, but people do that. There's no signs, and even if there were signs there, there are no police to enforce them. Well, for the most part, they are on foot. They don't really have cars to chase you. So you're not even going to be engaged in a high-speed pursuit. So <laughs> either way, either way, they're not there. There are no regulations. Obviously, there's some roads, obviously, that do have police in their cars. And, but for the most part, whether in neighborhood streets and other streets around town, you can pretty much blast it wherever you go and nobody will snitch on you or anything like that you just pretty much get away with it until that fateful day you decide to to, to do something that you you are not capable of doing or that your car is not capable of doing then you crash and yeah that's that's how you learn the hard way not to speed but yeah speed limits are implied so is it a habit now that, that you ditch or that you keep? Obviously it's one that you ditch immediately because the things that you learn in school, even in driving school, and the things that happen in reality are completely different. And so they teach you on certain rules that you're supposed to drive at X amount of kilometers. What's the highway speed? The highway speed limit I think is around, is it 120 I think? And you know people don't drive at 120, people drive at 140, 160, 180. That's all. And those are bus drivers, by the way. <laughs> those are bus drivers going at that speed. And other people that go at that speed as well. Uh, streets that are supposed to be 60, people do double that. People that are supposed to be doing 80, you, you go double that. So I, th I think it's obviously a habit that we did immediately after we've gotten our license because now with automatics, it's even easier to go fast. Because all you gotta do is put it in D. <laughs> and just plant your foot and that's it that's all you gotta do don't change gears you don't have to balance your clutch none of that you just just go just plant your foot and you go and depending on how fast the car is you can blast through all those quote-unquote speed limits and nobody will better an eyelid and the next one on the list the next one on the list is uh driving a safe distance from the car in front of you the highway dick 
the highway code dictates that you're supposed to leave at least is it two or three car lengths but yeah it's something like that it's supposed to leave at least two or three car lengths uh between you and the guy in front of you but in zimbabwe <laughs> I keep telling you, you come to Zimbabwe. <laughs> and I think, no, I think this is not inherent to Zimbabwe alone. I think this is like an everywhere thing. Yeah, I think it's an everywhere thing. Let me not just limit it to Zimbabwe. Yeah, I love my country. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's something that obviously is not safe, but people still do it. Uh, we've learned uh, back in driving school that you're supposed to leave two or three car lengths uh, of space between you and the guy in front. But Ash, even in this COVID era where you're supposed to practice social distancing, people will still ride your bumper like they owe you money. I don't know. I don't know. It's as if you owe them something. They're just riding your bumper. Combi drivers are the worst. They those guys. I don't know if they're still doing it these days, but combi drivers would ride your bumper so hard that oh, you can you can and they play loud music by the way and it's like you can listen to every lyric of, of the song they're playing because it's vibrating through your car <laughs> it's like your car is now the speaker and that's how close they'll be and it's terrifying because imagine if you make an emergency stop obviously they don't have time to react and they'll obviously re-end you and that has happened before uh, here we, we've had instances as well we've got people that have been re-ended because of such circumstances of riding people's bumper and i don't know why you do it i get way sometimes it applies like when you want to overtake you do come close to a car before you overtake yes we know that but if you're just driving just just driving you don't have intentions of overtaking well, what, are, what are you doing so close to the guy what, what do you want to know <laughs> it's like those girls they want to peek at their boyfriend's phone and see what he's doing on the phone they come as close as possible eh? trying trying to peek Trying to pick and see what they're doing. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not how it's supposed to operate. It's not safe. And it's a habit, I think, that we're supposed to, I think, abide by. Especially the, the two or three callings thingy we're supposed to abide by. I get in low in low speed traffic, it makes sense, obviously, because uh, you want to keep a, a small gap between you and the next person so that somebody doesn't jump in in front of you. I get that. But in like high speed scenarios, well, what are you doing? What what are you doing? No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Eh? You make this another rant because <laughs> I've had first hand experience of this and, and and please don't make me rant about this. Please don't. <laughs> Suitable driving positions. Yes, this we learned when we're just about getting in front of the wheel, they'll tell us what to do and what not to do when you're trying to set off when you drive. And what they, I don't know if that English makes sense, but I am sure you understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what they were trying to teach us basically in driving school is that before you set off, you obviously got to do your your pre-driving checks, you know, checking your mirrors, uh, putting on your seatbelt and just ensuring that you're seated in the right position. Now, the right position obviously depends on the person, but it's supposed to be a position that allows you to sit and be able to see the most out of the car from every angle and obviously the most comfortable position so that you don't especially with long distances uh, it doesn't aid in fatigue so you can actually drive for longer so you've always got to make sure your seat is in the proper, proper position but as humans we, we like to, to to bend the rule and we like to do things that we want to do because at the end of the day it's my car so i do what i want <laughs> and so 
you've got the baller position and this is another so it's like a combination of the weapon nene position and then the baller driving seat position uh, position <laughs> so you got one way they they recline it they recline the, the the seats way back way 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 back and sometimes they put a seat belt on which is awkward because you're like is this gap between the seatbelt and the guy and like so so what's the point why, 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 why? now now you're thinking of safety now and you look at your driving position but anyways i digress so you got the guy who leans back so you can pretty much see his face from you can see his face from like the, the passenger window <laughs> that's how far back he's leaning so he's leaning all the way back and seatbelt or not i don't know but that's the thing and then he's sitting really low like really low can barely see out the front front uh, windshield sitting really low then you've got the midnight position that's like the full look now <laughs> you can you can see the picture you can uh, i painted the quite a vivid picture that you can see so why do, why do people do this obviously it's for the cool factor and is it a habit that we learnt in driving school? No, of course not. We were taught to position it in a proper way where you can see outside and what or not. So, is it a habit that we we did? For the most part, yes. But I think most people, if they're not driving in the baller position, it's, it's in the pretty much correct position where you're able to see out and it's the most comfortable for you to sit in. So it's a, it's a it's a 50, 50 with this one. It's, a, it's a right in the middle, I, I believe. Yielding for people with the right of way. Hey, ah, this one, hey, don't get me started. But yes, we were taught, we were taught in, in, in driving school that you're supposed to give way to people or to oncoming traffic on the right hand side of you. Do people still do this? For the most part, yes. I would like to believe people do that. I would like to believe people follow the rules like that. Some people don't, of course, because they, are, they think they are, they are, they are. Yeah, they're special, me. Eh? Yeah, I think they're special. But anyways, you got those people that, uh, whether there's a traffic light, they they still blast through it. So you know those guys where that the, the light is about to turn red. They're like, ah, oh, no, I can make it. I can make it. <laughs> and then if if he's got passengers, be like, oh, don't tight. <laughs> then you blast through. The red light goes on and still blasts it's like ah it's too late i'm going and it goes but those guys are better than those that hesitate they'll be like ah, i can make it i make it make it they're like no 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 no. like ah but yes this is like no 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 wait I can, I can make it i can make it i got it i got it no i don't got it <laughs> you know those ones are even worse because ah, make up your mind dude make up your mind then you also got um roundabout intersections where the rule also applies that you're supposed to give way to people on your right People just blast through. I mean, I, I don't get it. People just, it's like they own the, 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 the road and they just blast through and I don't even know why. They're not even in the hurry. So like there's something they're supposed to be rushing to. No, they're just, they're just being that guy. You know, the guy, the antisocial guy, just being that guy. But unfortunately, yeah, those are the some of the people that you meet on the road. I think I should make like another related podcast where i talk about types of drivers on the road i think i'm gonna do that yeah i think uh, types of drivers i did one before i think uh one of my early podcasts where i talked about types of zimbo drivers but i think there, there's some other ones i left out so yeah let let me know guys which other ones you want me to talk about on our social media platforms and i will i will make a part three i think i want to, to do that yeah for sure 
the last one on the list is uh, a bit of a, I don't know what to say. It's, it's a bit of a serious one. And yeah, I don't think I, I actually want to joke. I, I don't think I'm going to joke about this because it's, it's something that's it's quite serious and people are actually losing their lives. And I'm talking about driving under the influence of either alcohol or drugs or both, or even driving under stress because Sometimes we get so stressed and you're behind the wheel that you forget you're even driving. And obviously at that point you become a hazard to everyone on the road because you, you know your mind is not there and you end up making mistakes that sometimes may wind up to be fatal. So you've got those guys and especially to those ones that are driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs. I really, I, I do not like people who do that. I, I really don't. I, I do have friends who come up to me and they'll be like, ah, they even brag about it. They'll be like, ah, dude, even if I'm so wasted, I can still drive and ah, I'm, I'm even a better driver than you even when I'm drunk. I, I have no problems driving when I'm drunk. I'm like, I see, I see the flex, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, no, this is not something you're supposed to flex about because one day is one day with these things. You know, with the driving, in as much as you may think you have control, you also have other things around that you cannot control. You cannot control a pedestrian who will come in front of you, but because you're intoxicated, you can't react in the in the quickest amount of time and you've already run over someone and potentially killed them, you know? So those those are the things you're supposed to take into consideration that in as much as you may think you have control, you don't have control of everything. And sometimes mistakes do happen. And because you're intoxicated, you're not in the best position that you could have been to actually even prevent the scenario or the accident from taking place. So I think on that somber note, I think I want to end the show by just doing a little PSA, uh, a public service announcement to just everyone who's driving on the road, especially now that, yes, obviously we're doing less driving because of the COVID situation, but as soon as things get back to normal and people now start driving and traffic becomes a thing again and even things like uh, vacations and, and uh, driving, what you call it? And even like uh, driving vacations and all that stuff. Road trips, that's what I wanted to say. And even road trips become a thing again. Let's just keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we hold the lives of ourselves and others in our hands when we're behind the wheel. When we're behind the wheel, we have the ability to change a scenario for the worst in an instant, change the person in an instant because of either we're intoxicated or other things like that. So please, I plead and I beg, we have seen so much so much carnage on our Zimbabwean roads and even everywhere else in the world. We've seen the carnage. We've seen the utter destruction that comes from driving under the influence, whether it's stress or drugs or alcohol or a combination of all three and other things as well. Let's just be safe on our roads. Let's adhere to, to the rules. I, I was joking about some of these uh, habits that we've disregarded over time, but I think some of these habits as well, we need to keep in mind, especially that of speeding as well. We need to just be responsible drivers and make sure that when you're behind the wheel, we try to behave in the most responsible manner as possible. So that's my PSA, guys. That's our PSA as Zika Kaja. We hope you'll be safe on the roads. When things get back to normal, let's just keep that in mind as well. Keep in mind that Tino told you that and Tino is all-knowing. <laughs> okay, I'm not all-knowing. <laughs> Please, hey, I'm not God. I'm not God. But for the most part, let's just try to be safe and try to be responsible behind the wheel. Thank you very much. And on that note, that's
that is the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your host, Tino, and I'm so glad to be doing this podcast, guys. I really enjoy doing these things, and I hope I get to do more of these things. And if you like what we're doing, be sure to let us know on social media. We're there on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, even WhatsApp. You can even WhatsApp me. We can talk. Maybe you want to do future collaborations. I'm there for you as well. We're also there on drafttribe.com where we post our weekly articles. Be sure to check out our articles as well. We post every Monday. And we always post interesting things just like the podcast here we're doing. And obviously there's more to come as time moves on. But I hope I keep getting to do these things. And I'm thankful for those that reach out and tell me what a good job I'm doing. And tell me where I need to improve. And I'll try as, as much as possible to improve on those things as well. So guys, thank you so much once again for listening. I have been your host, Tino Tender. And this was the Z Car Culture Podcast Episode 15. Peace.